Hey, honey, want to try something different this weekend? Ooh, what do you have in mind? Have you ever role-played before? Uh, you mean like whips and all that other scary stuff? Oh, no, I'm talking about rolling some dice and playing some Dungeons and Dragons. Or even trying something like a cool new board game or a collectible card game like Magic the Gathering. Oh, that sounds way better than the other thing. <laughs> NobleKnight.com is your one-stop shop for all things role-playing, board, wargaming, and collectible card games. Noble Knight Games is committed to providing you with the best possible selection of new and used products with a selection of over 100,000. Everything on the site is in stock and ready to ship to you worldwide. Discounts are available, and you can expect reasonable prices for rare items. You can even sell or trade your stuff to them. NobleKnight.com, where out of print is available again. So I can be the elf this time, right? Oh, honey. <laughs> Throughout the ages, there have been heroes and warriors who have embarked on quests to save faraway lands and free the people from would-be conquerors. With dice and not much else in role-playing games. Today, we give you Snowball, Birdman, the Fist of Justice, and Laura. Who can never decide on a nickname in their role-playing adventures. For this week in Geeks, these warriors are terrible. Seriously, these are the guys we're going to go with? Welcome back to These Warriors Are Terrible. Tonight, as always, our recap after our four-hour, five-hour-long gauntlet sessions of one-shots of us and adventures, we just finished uh, D20, um, well, D20 Systems Judge Dread, and uh, as and um, I am here with... Steve Snowball Sailor playing tonight as uh, Judge Thomas, or yeah. Yeah, and I am Mike the Birdman Dog playing Judge Thompson... I'm Tom. He's an evil genius white playing Judge Karkov. And as always. Uh, well, we are sponsored by NobleKnight.com, where out of print doesn't necessarily mean not available. With over 100,000 things in selection, I'm pretty sure you can find something there, as you heard in the commercial. Yeah. So anyway, we are talking about the debrief of D20 Judge Dread now. Oh, whew. So who wants to start? What a rush. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially at the end, like the last yeah. two episodes, definitely. Yeah, Thank it you. picked up. It picked up real yeah. nice. Uh, I mean, I know it's tough to be able, obviously, as a, as a GM to be able to sort of keep the action throughout the entire, mm -hmm. all four sessions. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, then again, we did not expect the first uh, crit 20s. Yeah, in our that, roles. Was, that was supposed to be a fight originally. The roles can dominate a knight. Yeah the, yeah, the first guy was supposed to be a... Was supposed to be something you could fight with because that was a that was the big complaint I kept hearing was the fact that we always start slow. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to have a guy, a maniac shooting randomly in the air, and he's been psychically overrun. What are the odds? I rolled a twenty. Well, shit, there goes that combat. It right just happens. I didn't plan it. It was nice to see, but yeah. I don't know. I wish see, I saved those to the end. You're a lot more forgiving than me when I'm a GM. If something goes my way, okay, I'll let the players have it for a round. Then okay, you're, we're going to go back to my way. Well, you got you caught him in time. Yeah, well, like, yeah he we was got gonna him. he was gonna shake loose in a bit, but but uh, yeah, oh. but yeah. I mean, one thing if 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 I did have one complaint for myself, yeah, I wish I would had more time to read the book. Oh, mm -hmm. the source book. Yeah, just because I, I find it helps if you can get invested in the world just a little. Like Tom yeah. got really invested. You actually had a back. You you knew who who your character was. Oh yeah. 
I read a few things in my thing, and I really wanted to play out this whole, I'm a former prison guard from the penal quality of Titan. But, like, the judges don't inform that. You would have had your training missions on Titan. Yeah, and, you know, I really wanted to kind of bring that up and do that, but we only have a four-hour session, so it's hard to cram background. So we're basically playing characters, and I'm hoping next month I get chance, because I'm taking over for a month. I'm getting a break. Yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. being overthrown. I'm getting a break. Yeah. Yeah, and eventually we're hoping people like Steve can actually, like, take over, because, you know, he's the writer of the group. Yeah, so, that'd uh, be nice. Oh, fuck, well... I don't know that. I just assume Steve, Mr. Creative. So, I defer to him. Hey, Steve, you like smart stuff. Um, yes, that's how I go. Um, yeah, like I'm hoping that if we get a chance to spend more time with the world, we can develop characters. Maybe just kind of like I like what you do. Mm. How doing the whole questionnaire thing? What do you want your person to be? And yeah. I'd like to maybe okay, guys, give me a one paragraph background. Like, give mm. me an idea. Well, going into this one, what made it a lot easier for me was when I finally just said, I wanted to give you guys more control over character creation. Because in the two sessions prior, it was basically clone the characters you're trying to be, which was the in the Captain N stuff. Yeah. And then after this, it was, here, here's some guys that have already been pre-generated for Avengers. And this one, I think, was the first time you guys all had a chance to really build something from the ground up. And me personally, I mean, I, I, I mean, I like creating characters and and, um, and being able to do that. But sadly, I don't have enough time. Yeah. So yeah basically, because- all I had, all I wanted to do was like, okay, I wanted to be good at torturing people if I needed to. Wow, you're a psychopath. Dude. I don't know. Well, because with the ju- that's the thing with the judge. The uh, that's. I don't know. That was the one thing that I kind of wish there was a little bit more. And like when I when I saw Dread, because I kind of thought, okay, if you're a judge, you're able to do whatever the hell you want to a prisoner. Mm. <laughs> I'm like that to me just sounded fascinating. Mm-hmm. So I that's where I wanted to go. So with you it. wanted to give into that sociopathic side. I did. Yourself. I totally did because I actually wanted to. I wanted uh, what I would have loved to have happened was that we were in a room, what basically a chair in the center, and I'm just interrogating somebody to get like, getting any thing I need to get out of them and it and whatever means possible and I knew I could get away with it because I was a judge. See, I and it's weird because I wanted to play the opposite of that cuz when I wrote uh Mike, yeah. my character background, I'm brutal, mm-hmm. but I'm not a murderer. Mm-hmm. And I wanted that to be clear because if I like in my mind if you take a prison guard duty, you're upholding you have to protect your prisoners. Yeah. Tonight did I do that? No. Mm-hmm. And that's my flaw in my role playing, but realize we only have four hours oh, yeah. to do this. And I've had people like uh, Spoonie, for example, tell me, four hours, man, you're just getting started. That's true. Because yeah. what we're playing is basically one long movie, yeah. In, yeah. in essence. And that's not a bad thing, because like here you're you're getting a sample of different RPG systems and or worlds. Yeah. Mm. I mean, we would. Uh, I think it'd be great if we were able to sort of extend the sessions even longer, but... I mean, it just it, for us, hard, it, for yeah, for us, it's hard because of timing and and being able to get together and be able to commit to that and have to remember everything that happened because we would have to start and stop every so often. And yeah, like it's hard to do an ongoing campaign, but and besides, I, I, I think it's do nice it. that we do every like four hour sessions mm. in one hour slices. I think if we maybe for like a, a mega show, if we were going to do that, yeah, it would well, be we could six. do a longer we could do a longer show. I yeah. know what I want to do for a mega show, but I'm not going to spoil that here. Tom, actually, I got a question for you. How did yeah. you like? It's the first time with us doing this. Um, how did we get you here anyway? <laughs> <laughs> How's that? Well, like, well, one Jeff, on to your story of oh, getting yeah. here. Oh yeah, I had a blast. Um, 
the story of getting here isn't really that interesting. It's just, uh, hey, we need a fourth person. I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, you're not it, stupid. Come play with us. Yeah, I mean, a lot I, of people are... Honestly, been a long time since I got to play an RPG, you know, with a good GM. Thank you. I'm getting <laughs> you are very welcome. Thank you. Um, and and as far as I know, some people are probably wondering, obviously, where Mike and Laura are. I mean, it just right at the time we're recording it, it is like knee deep in Christmas, and and those guys have a ridiculous commitment to family. Yeah, that's whereas true. the rest of us don't. Necessarily. Well, I mean, we do, but it's like like I personally can't get home because I'm because uh, of work. And my family sucks, so I'm not going home. Right. <laughs> but yeah, um, I feel I was able to represent my character pretty well. Um, I think I kind of started off with my character being kind of very similar to a lot of judge characters, a little bit flat. So I wanted to bring out more of his character more and more as we played. And I think I got an opportunity to do that. Mm. My favorite is basically the fact that, because like, the one thing I've never been able to do in all these sessions is be intimidating. Yeah. Oh, Every yeah. time I try, it just it never seems to work. And this one, I enjoyed the fact that I kind of got I get to take control of a situation and get to do some stuff that it, like it, like to me is is you fun. You led the session, Steve. In all honesty, yeah, you were the alpha male yeah. tonight. Yeah, uh, it How was. Did it feel? Yeah, that's it true. was fun. It was really really fun. I mean it it. Because that's the thing with me, it takes a while for me to actually finally get into an art like role playing mode. Mm. Um, because I generally, I'm still trying to figure out my character as I'm playing it. Because yeah. I, I, I don't necessarily give a lot of backstory to something because I want the the session to dictate what my mm. character is gonna ha- uh, gonna do. Mm. And this, you uh, grow into your skin. Basically. Yeah, I, this I was able to sort of adapt it uh, easier and be have a little bit more fun with it um, than I than I was able to within the past sessions. So. Yeah, um, like I, I've, I'm kind of with Steve. Like I find the first hour is finding where I fit, yeah, and then kind of running it with there. Although, like, like I'm really glad Steve took lead on this one because, like I said, after last session, you were captain ineffectual. Yeah, here your roles help dominate the night. Yeah. yeah, and this is the night I've actually. I think this is the night I've been the most quiet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is not to say I didn't have fun or anything. I mm-hmm. just, you, you, you guys took lead. Yeah. yeah. I knew what my role was in the group. I, You're the big man. Yeah. I'm the stick. He's the good cop. Yeah. And the, and the, <laughs> I was bad cop, stick, good cop. Well, oh, good. I was not the good cop at the end. <laughs> well, it's the, it, it judges life is sometimes morally gray. Yeah, and it, it's interesting for us to, to get to try to play in a lot of these licensed universes as opposed to very generic fantasy. Well, because, I mean, it allows, at least, I mean, I, we hope for the you guys listening, that allows you to sort of get a, a basis of uh, imagination of what w- the world we're in. And so that's why we stick with the, uh, the known universes, like a Marvel universe or a video game universe or the Judge u- uh, universe. And I gets, mean, yeah. next month is, I think, the one where we're going to step outside our boundaries uh, we're going to play Shadowrun, uh, likely. And you know what? Fuck it. We're, we're just, we're just going to play Shadowrun. Second yeah. edition, because that's the system that I know. That's the system I played in high you're, school. You're going to have to teach me, man. Cause like, it's, yeah, cause, me too. Oh, it's gonna, you know what? It's not it's not that hard, because it's all based on D6. And it's all based, m- get a target number. Oh, okay. So it's, right. it's really easy. I just have to spend all my break reading. But I'm okay with that, because I love Shadowrun. Um, but yeah, I mean... Because that's a universe I have to explain to you, and that's a universe I require you guys to read 15 pages. Oh, wow. That's Which, it. Where are the 15 pages? Oh, I'll print them up, or, or read, basically, here's a brief history of the world. 
Okay. If or you, something. If you got a link, you can forward me to it. That's fine. Yeah. Or but, maybe I'll share it in my like Dropbox because I have yeah. copies. Of yeah, yeah, but yeah. Copies I purchased legally, I might add. Um, but yeah, it's stuff yeah. like that because it's a world that's created. Judge Dredd is known. Marvel is known. Etc. I mean, we kind of took it with the the Captain N thing, but then again, it's it's known characters in a known yeah. universe. With this, we're basically the best way to describe Shadowrun. It's Lord of the Rings with cyberpunk. Okay. It's yeah. the best way to describe it. Like you can have trolls with a fucking machine gun arm. Okay. Or whatever. And it's all about fighting the corporations and all that shit. And it's a very rich and detailed world. And to encapsulate that in four hours. I've got my work cut out for me. Well, I mean, it is it is like uh, you may one have of the to things. Think of what parts of it you want to hide? Yeah, exactly. that's the thing. You have to very narrow it down. And I, I, I'm the good thing is is that this is the first time I've ever I'll ever play a Shadowrun game. Mm-hmm. I've every time like when I first started playing D anD D, I always thought that, that that was it. It was just that role and playing game. But then when I found out others, Shadowrun was the biggest one outside of D anD D that I had heard of. Yeah, there's Shadowrun, Call of Cthulhu, which Mike wants yeah. to run in. February of all months. I, well, yeah, the season of love. Yeah, maybe I'll do something with that. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I'm because my options. One, I want to see what kind of RPG we can get through our, our wonderful sponsor. Yeah, take a look, see if there's anything in there that's worthwhile. See what everyone's feeling because I've got two months to feel people out for that. Yeah, and that's a really cool thing. I'm really glad I talked over to Aaron at Noble at NobleGames.com uh, or Noble Night Games. Um, and like the, the fact that the selection is so huge, and I like out of print RPGs. Mm. Yeah, because I get a BESM book there, second edition. I thought I'd never find one. Yeah, like there's so much cool shit in there. Um, like one of the adventures, I went out and bought this because, as you guys know, I sold my retro video game collection to invest money into the show. Mm. One of the things I bought was the Ghostbusters RPG. Mm. That cost me more money than I want to admit. Well, wow. but it's the fact that we. Ghostbusters, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, that's and it's a rare RPG. Mm. It's hard to find. Um, so that's a that's a licensed universe I'm looking fun to playing in. And hopefully or, that won't curse us. Yeah, I'm hoping the Ghostbusters fans will finally love us or something. Yeah. Um I also want to do I've got uh, Indiana Jones coming. I've got Stargate, Hellboy, um, Men in Black. And just, there's so many worlds I want to play. I mean, I'd love to do Lord of the Rings because I think it's it's a cool ass universe, especially with the Hobbit out now. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I don't know. There's just I'm glad I get a chance to be creative because the last time I GM'd was probably 2003. Mm. It's been a long ass time, maybe 2004. Because yeah. the the friends I had as I got older just weren't as into it. Right. In uh, from about 96 to about 2001. That was my golden role play years. That was yeah. magic. That was vampire. That was Hunter the Reckoning, werewolf, etc. That's something else. Here. The World of Darkness games give us such a rich tapestry to play. I mean, we can almost do one shots in every adventure and have everything in, in, interconnect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's one thing I'm looking forward to myself with uh, with this show is that I get to. Uh, GM for the first time. I've never done it before, so it'll be very interesting to see how... Oh, we're going to ream you up, Ed. We're going uh... to make... What, what's, what's the GM's rite of passage? If he's not curled up in the fetal corner by the end of session, you failed? Yep. <laughs> and, but, uh, I mean, the Great. big thing about GM... Dude, we all had to do it. Every one of us. Is to not yeah. get intimidated by the math or the rules. Yeah. Because ultimately, mm. you're there to have fun. Yeah. And that's one thing I think, because there's... Spoonie does this thing called Counter Monkey. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he there's always he did one episode, and I think it was called something like that guy. 
Yeah. You don't want to be that guy. Mm. And what that guy means, the rule Nazi. Right. Or the guy who knows the canon inside and out yeah. and mm. says, oh, you can't do that. Why? Because this ha- hasn't happened. Like, motherfucker, who's telling the story? Me or you? Yeah. Exactly. And that's- well, that's well, the thing is with me is like I always like to try something that's a little bit outside the box. And that's why I'm excited for you. Well, uh, that's because, like, I just want to be able to see if I can figure out a story that I want to tell and if I can somehow adapt it into the uh, to the rules in the universe that uh, that I wanted to be in. So I'm interested to see if if what uh, what eventually I will have in mind can work. And, and, you know, that's what I was worried about tonight, because Judge Dredd. It's 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 it's, it's Dredd's universe. I mean, how do you compare against a character that big? Well, my th- my thing was um, going to Judge Dredd's universe. When you read that guidebook, it's a freaking huge universe. It's on par with because it's been a consistent publication since like that's the 70s. evolved. Yeah, since the seventies, and more and more and more is head on in Judge Dredd. You can have a mutant, a cyborg, a robot, dinosaurs, aliens, aliens, all of it, organized crime, sugar's a drug. You're the only way to live as a good citizen is to watch the judges' news feeds and their propaganda pieces. I mean, it's such a amazingly huge and complex thing. And the more I've I've read about it, it makes me want to read more and more of the comics. Like I've only read a couple of the comics, and it's a cool universe. I mean, mm. I read them. It came in the back of some magazine I bought in the nineties. Yeah. Sadly, my only experience is the movie? recent uh, uh, Dread movie. Well, I have I'm not glad even... you saw that one instead of the nineteen ninety five. Yeah, and one. I actually like just watching that. I could tell that there was a lot of rich backstory to the universe that mm. I like. I mean, any any type of movie that whether it is the first time is being shown in a film or there is a much larger backstory uh, towards a franchise. Is the fact if the, if there's enough if if my mind can race in the entire movie of like oh that would be a cool concept oh I wonder if they did this or this this like there's more to it than just the the movie itself mm-hmm. I'm I'm invested into that film and I actually really did like the uh, the new Dread movie it was really well done really well put together and I can see a lot of like stories happening within that universe and that was sort of my basis going into tonight it was yeah. sort of this was the, the sort of me thinking okay what is happening. With Dread is like even he's yeah. probably doing what is happening in the movie right now. Well, and you know what he was do- doing. I know he was basically fighting death. Yeah, Judge Death does that. So, but the thing is, I'm thinking like it's either just before, or just after. Like it's, it's still within to me that movie universe. Yeah. Well, my big thing was whatever I wanted to do. I didn't one. I want to make you guys feel like you're important. But mm-hmm. the problem is the big thing in the Judge Dread universe. Everything any judge does normally does not is not comparable to what dread does mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and my big thing was how do i put it so that dread has nothing to do with this situation but at the same time what you're doing matters matters and I'm like well because my original idea the psychic lady and the drugs was always in there the whole way through that she was using a bit of a well it's not really a spoiler anymore Basically, she was using a narcotic to wipe guys' minds and basically reprogram them with her psychic ability. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's what she was doing. That's why they all shut down. Because and she's been... death was going to be the husband, right? Yeah. Okay, And good. basically, death put her up to it. Um, if you uh, Mind Lash, the ability I used on you, is a level five psycho ability. She shouldn't have that. He gave it to her. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, behind the scenes. There was a purpose. Like, If someone looks like, Mind Lash, she shouldn't have. What level was she at? She got something actually a little special from death. And death did a two-pronged attack. He's the reason for the disease, and she's the and she was going to help him mop up. 
And that's a cool thing because... Although I think Tom Myers. Oh, no. With Expanded Universe, I love the <laughs> fact that you didn't have to shoe in characters. You just said, okay, it's they're happening. It, it's yeah. it's yeah. in the same yeah. thing. Because that's a like problem with playing in certain established universes. You don't feel like your things ever matter. Mm -hmm. And one universe I'm looking forward to, because everybody knows it, is freaking Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. Because the rebellion wasn't just Luke, Han, and Leia. Mm -hmm. It was the... The Bothan spies who got the Death Star plans, or the rebels that crippled the Imperials in some sector, or even the smuggler who got whatever. Um, yeah. yeah, there are stories to tell. And with Judge Dredd, you made us feel like we're a part of that universe without going, hey, Judge Dredd, hello, Judge Hershey. You know what I mean? It, it, <laughs> yeah. Judge Hershey? Yeah, that's literally Hershey. one of the characters. Oh, yeah. okay, wow. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, no, well, my big my big hoping point was, I when, I when it hit me how to do this, it was like, if either you or Dredd failed, the city was screwed. Because mm -hmm. either Dredd will succeed, but the city still got a virus in it, and you still got a bunch of guys coming at you, or Dredd will fail, and you still have death running wild. Mm -hmm. And which, if you look at the Dredge Dredd universe, especially Mega City 1, it's always like that. Every judge is technically important. Dredd is just the one they focus on, because he's like, he's just a little bit above and beyond everybody. He's like the star cop, basically. Yeah, basically. He's the best at what he does. Yeah. And everything he'll he'll always be in the, where the worst damage is. But in Mega City One, something as horrible can be happening at the same time. Yeah, it's a big and enough he, city. And he may not be able to get to it. Yeah, exactly. Not a, he he can't always be there. To, uh, yeah, save the day. He's not Superman. Yeah. But uh, I I mean I I guess we've kind of taken this as far as we can. I mean. I'm glad everyone's having fun. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit nervous now because, like I said, I am 10 years out of practice. It'll come back to you. That's intimidating. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've got so many source books to sort through, but then again, I have to think about it this way. Don't kill myself over this. It has to be fun, but it has to be accessible, too. And like I said, I have to choose what I choose to present. Because yeah. I have this really cool, complex plot thought out. And then Steve said to me tonight, Mike, it still has to be funny. So it has to be fun. Well, if funny, it, I mean, in a general... Funny will happen. Funny yeah. will happen no matter what. But as long as it's fun for you and it's fun for us, too. It's yeah. just a, that's basically it. You don't want to kill yourself over something that's... Yeah, it's, it's complex. Yeah, like you're you're not gonna have the heart wrenching scene where the child dies. Yeah, I mean, for example, tonight I was like, I was like, oh man, I want to fucking fight dinosaurs. Um, That's basically what you want, what yeah. you did too. Yeah, I mean, well, like, yep, yep, yep. I axed him right off. Of <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I want to do crazy shit, and that's what I want you guys to feel with you me. Hurt my because babies. I'm a. Why you hurt my babies, you motherfucker? And it's weird because I'm a game master who came from that serious background. Like I yeah. expected that from. I didn't. My players. I've never done a loose campaign. I was very uh, the campaigns I was sort of started on were it was a bit of both. It was a semi little bit serious, of, semi, semi serious, semi fun, and because the guy that was D, uh, GM was very sarcastic, mm -hmm. and he could I mean not necessarily be a rule Nazi, but it was enough that it's like okay if you're not doing the absolute right thing, I mean you could like okay. Say if you come up with something that a cool idea, like role playing wise, mm. to, to to do, and it's something that's so sarcastic, it's so out there, mm. he'll he'll grant it to you. But if you try to be able to do something as uh, simple that just doesn't fit within his story, he'll just say no. Mm. And it just it, it depends with him. And it was it, it was a bit intimidating for me because a, a it was my first time playing the game total, and I had to try to figure out how to play it as I was playing. Mm. Uh, and it was just be, because the people that I played with had already known each other and what and already had an established story kind of already ma oh, mapped out. And there's a group dynamic. Yeah, like, exactly. Like I'm going through that right now. 
I just joined a new role-playing group with uh, The Gauntlet in Orangeville, who will be starting a comic podcast with us sometime in the new year. Um, And I'm in a Pathfinder game. I've never met these people. Wow. Yeah, I'm like, hey, I want to hang out with you guys. Why? Um, I want to pretend to be an elf. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when in breakdown role playing, what do you want to pretend? Basically, as 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 I my roll wife calls the 16 it, sixteen titties pop out. <laughs> my wife calls them my Tuesday night playdates, because um, that's what wow. they are. <laughs> but yeah, it's you know, it's intimidating to get in with like new people and shit like that. And you know, mm-hmm. I'm really glad our dynamics starting to work. Well, but, I mean, that again, bringing it back into Tom. I mean, he's yeah, hasn't worked, been part of our dynamic, and yet it worked. Yeah, yeah. he got into it really quick. It was like okay. now. To, all right, so let's look at our past. Like, who, like so we've had Tom, we've had Scotty, we've had just Laidman, we've had Mike and Laura. Each of them has brought a unique experience. Yep. Because Mike on his own is different than than he is with Laura. Yep. For example, um, and I don't know, it's, it, and that's the thing like, with with this show. We want Mike and Laura back. Hopefully, they will be when they have time in the new year. They will come back. I'm yep, pretty they sure. will be back. So, but there will be new people always coming and going in our group. Maybe some famous people, maybe not. Whoever we can get, really. Yeah, whoever we can get, really. And people will be like, hey, we want to play with you. Like, I'd love to get Dr. Holocaust on the show. I think he might be fun. I think it would be, too. I've wanted to do something oh, with him for years. Magfest, maybe? We could if someone wants to bring equipment. Don't look at me for a change. Uh, oh. um, but, yeah, like, yeah, just do stuff like that. Oh, don't do it without me. Yeah, mm. come to Magfest. Um, I'm not yeah. coming to Magfest. It'll be awesome. Come I have that me. kind of money. I'll come Hide next year. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting just to play with with different people. I mean, this is like high school for me. Like for when people just come and go out of our groups, mm-hmm. and you know, we'd have the the semi serious, the semi fun. Like I said, I killed Boba Fett with a tricycle to the head. Um, <laughs> what? You're a, from, you're a monster from orbit. Um, wow, nice. I'm awesome. Um, and you know, just stupid shit like that. But uh, I don't know. I, I think the more we play, I'm glad we grow as a group and as yeah. friends. Because when we met each other during the summer, Mike, for example, yeah. we knew each other by name yeah. and, and reputation. Yeah, that was pretty much just like... And now when we sit down at sessions, like we hang out for a few hours before we start. Yeah. yeah. And you're pretty much a regular on the talk show now. So because, yeah, that's... Yeah, you're pretty much yeah. the new regular guy because I you have to be here. Um, <laughs> we had. A, what were you doing, Mike? I have opinion. <laughs> yeah, so it's I, fun. I like Dishonored. It's a good game. I don't know, Steve. I mean, like anything more to add before we round this out? I guess I got a couple things. Uh, but go ahead. Oh well, uh, my thing was back when we were talking about GM and play styles. Um, I think this is I the, the thing that pleased me the most with this session was how I how I got a chance to play the bride. Mm-hmm. You never got, ever, ever got to hear her name either, which is a little sad. Tina. Tina? <laughs> Tina the Bride? Tippy Tina? Yeah, Tippy Tina. All right. But um, no one called the Bride. But it's been a while for me since I've had a chance to really role play a consistent character because as a GM, you don't have that luxury. Um, there are a few characters, though, that I, I hate to kill just because I love them so much as villains. Like, um, I run a Scion session. And there's a guy who's a bad guy in there. I think I might have mentioned him before. He's basically... it's kind. Of, I would say he was a copy of Handsome Jack if it wasn't for the fact that I invented him before Handsome Jack came out. But he's just very a very slick, very tricksy kind of Charismatic bad guy? Yeah, but he's such a jerk. And he makes fun of the heroes because they've been shot shooting at him. The first three times they saw him, they kept shooting at him and it wouldn't work. He's just like, listen, guys, 
Guys, stop shooting at me. Guys, please stop shooting at me. Please, guys, stop. Look, okay, fine, I'll leave. I won't tell you what you want to know. Bye. And just being petty like that. And I really wanted to make this chick memorable and show, like, any woman who wants to marry Judge Death has got issues. And that's the thing. That, that's something I actually want to mention. Just like I said, oh, by the way, Judge Death was lying. He was never going to marry her, but that's not important. Of course. But that's the thing. We didn't need the background on Judge yeah. Death to make yeah. him a threat. Yeah. I like that. And that's something with playing with, with established canon you always have to worry about is are you going to overwhelm your players with new information or do you not give them enough? Mm. With Judge mm. Death, he's a bad guy. He's like a zombie who wants to kill everything. Okay, yeah. that's cool. We just knew. He, we, we, we knew his name. We knew what he looked like. He killed 60 million people. Yeah. That's that's all we needed to know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like I said, I, I think that's something important with these little one-shots is we give you just enough to not overwhelm you and just enough to get comfortable in that mm. universe for just a few hours. Yep. Maybe, so, I think I think the best compliment we could get from this session wouldn't even be that they want to go play Judge Dredd G20, that they go and read, two, someone went to read, start reading mm-hmm. 2080. Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's a great social commentary. Mm-hmm. It's a great satire. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about Judge Dredd is the book progresses in real time. Yeah. Like, Judge Dredd, like the, the book's been going for over 25 years. They're hinting he's going to retire. Yeah. So the series may be coming to an end soon. Or, or Dread might become the new Chief Justice. Yeah, so that's neat. And I can't think of any other comic book series that's ever done that. Uh, Savage Dragon's done it. Okay, well, that's cool. Um, so, I don't know. Tom, Sorry. any closing thoughts before you die? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Spinach marmalade. I just realized I, I you love... have gray hair, like Mr. Fantastic. Just, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Right, uh, I'd so love watch. to do this again. Well, the door's always open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, Scotty's not a bitch... <laughs> yeah, basically. Love you, Scotty. We love you, buddy. Next time, get off work early. Um, maybe we the... shouldn't play during the holidays. He's really busy. Basically, yeah. That's yeah, okay. He's a bitch anyway. Love you, buddy. Um, uh, so anyway, let's. We're gonna let some of these people go to bed. Some of us are gonna hang out and talk about uh, life, the universe, life, universe, everything. and cookies. Yeah, cookies. Make plans for upcoming sessions. That'll be good times. Yeah. So anyway, for this week in geeks, these words are terrible. Like I said, brought to you by noble noblenight.com. Like I said, these guys are awesome. Uh, we have been Steve Snowball Sailor, Big Mike from the Four Fours, Tom. He's an evil genius, White. I've been Mike the Birdman Dodd saying, "Hope to see you around the table sometime soon." Take it easy, guys. You have just listened to This Week in Geeks. These warriors are terrible. Did Birdman do something monumentally stupid? Did Snowball manage to save the day? Or did Laidman finally have enough and go ape shit on the bad guys? And lastly, what mischief did Laura get herself into? Also, are there any settings or RPG systems you'd like the terrible warriors to visit? Do you have your own shameful, awesome, or just plain silly RPG adventures? Tell us with a comment on this episode post, or email us at feedback at thisweekingeek.net. We'll share these stories and play your suggested settings for upcoming games for the terrible warriors. Until next time, geeks and gamers, the dice has been put away, the books back on the shelf, and the Cheetos stuck on the floor. For these warriors are terrible.